Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When it's time to party, we always party hard, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England dicked Italy and Billy Gilmore scored for Scotland. It's Wednesday 18th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Venetian Hunter-Raja. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us. And let us uh, do a quick easy. 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 Was it easy, Andy? Yeah. Andy yeah. Ref- refuses to do it at the risk of offending his European partners. Andy thinks he's in some kind of like. <laughs> partners. Yeah. He's like, I've got to, it's all right for you, look. I've got to go to, I've got to, go to the concert next week. Yeah. <laughs> we should say thanks to Joe for sending that intro line. Bit of Andrew WK. I knew that wouldn't yeah. pass you by. Yeah, definitely in the top two Andrew WK songs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about bloody noses this morning, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. A- Andy, we want fun and we got it at Wembley last night, certainly yes. in the second half. You were there, Marcus. Of course I was there. Yeah. Of course I was there. Cheering on Gareth's brave boys. Well, it, but... Were you personally drowning out all the people booing Henderson? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! You, you and you! The, the like, a, like a supply teacher. The gentleman from Sunderland in front of me certainly was. Um, right. And I and I applaud that man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put him forward on the honours list. But uh, <laughs> is this after you got the Italian fan behind you kicked out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was an Italian fan behind me who got kicked out. I didn't have to do anything. Okay, so, uh, but text anonymous, anonymously. <laughs> you text that six one zero zero six number. Yeah. But England did win three one, and they've qualified for Euro twenty twenty four. Top the group as well, Vish. Just like you said, 
England would. Um, and it was such a monumental um, occasion that the Great British Bake Off was moved for it. Yeah, I can't forgive that. I can forgive many, many things, but <laughs> I can't forgive that. Okay, fair enough. I'm looking forward to watching it afterwards. That and Rick and Morty. It was great seeing Jules advertising Rick and Morty, <laughs> by the way. Jules, yeah. Jules has got proper Rick and Morty energy. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Vish. Jude Bellingham. Yes. Um, I, I just don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> that was my overriding emotion uh, in That's September. Such an English response. It is, but like, but but let, let's let's be honest about it. Mm. He makes that side look completely different. Mm. One of the things that's interesting with how England are playing now is there's a conversation being had about England being a possession team. Mm-hmm. Now they're more comfortable in possession, but I would not describe them as a possession team I in agree. the sense yeah, that yeah. they're never going to post like. 55%, 60% numbers yeah. against a team because actually their possession generally goes one way. Mm-hmm. If you think of teams like, and we are talking about the very best teams in the world here, but you think about how, how they keep the ball, there is a, it's, it's basically everything shifting around mm-hmm. almost in a circle that they create yep. Yeah, in, yep. to, to all the various different corners of where their wide players are, whether they be at the front or back. England don't really have that. No. England, England keep possession, but they go in one direction, mm-hmm. which is fine, but it's a bit like rugby whereby you're always going to be caught out of the back, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons I think it actually falls, you know, you're talking about England being good defensively. I think actually when you, when you think about it, the really good teams defensively are the ones that just keep more of the ball. So Mm -hmm. therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, it's harder to attack them. With Bellingham, however, it's how we use that fun of like forward moving possession. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just a catalyst for everything good. Like, you know, little things like the, um, the Marcus Rashford goal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil Foden's on the edge of his box, does a brilliant Phil Foden thing, but you rely on the other person who's yeah. there yeah. to have a you know mm-hmm. a good touch mm-hmm. and to be, and to drive the ball forward, and that happens to be Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. There were various different, even like the decision making of like playing the ball to Rashford, and Rashford I thought was a bit off in the first half, first half of the first half. Yeah, <laughs> about thirty seconds before he scored, I said to me, mate, oh, I think maybe take him off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even even in the even in the movement of scoring, I thought Kane's open, mate, passing the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but through, yeah, throughout the game, just Bellingham's just yeah, just he, he's he's not a comfort blanket. He's a cape. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he makes he That's makes, every, he makes everyone feel like superheroes. Mm. He's he's um, and the thing about when you talk about what Southgate asked them to do, I just I feel like Bellingham is so good that he's not really a player that can be reined in. Yeah, no. he's, he's well, like, well, he, well, that's why I think this is this is this is the team. Maybe um, Sakura in for for Rashford. But that's the team against top level opposition. I know people say, "Ah, oh, two defensive midfielders. Why not stick Madison in there?" And and yeah, maybe against some uh, slightly poorer opposition. But you have to get the best out of Bellingham. I don't think. I think mm. if you put Madison in there as well, or something. I think you that maybe just you just get like eighty percent of Bellingham if you see what I mean. You have to get a hundred percent out mm. of it. And the fact that you've got Kane and Bellingham means that you can't play the way that Real Madrid play, and you probably need that extra midfielder. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and. I mean, yeah, he's 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 phenomenal, and I, and I totally agree with what you said. And you, you summed it up very well there about England's passing because there was a lot of ponderous possession. Now, of course, when England got themselves in front, that ponderous possession is 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 much more acceptable, if you see what I mean. But the way Italy scored their goal, they were in a tight space, and England were trying to press them. Let's be aggressive. Let's be physical because England can be those things. And Italy didn't look perturbed by that at all. And this is not a particularly great Italian side. In fact, they yeah. are now a little bit concerned about qualifying automatically. Um, but they managed to, to work it, and Italy should have gone in the break 2-1 ahead. It was a wonderful Ooh, worked yeah. goal, mm. a wonderful worked chance, sorry. For a doggy. Uh, for it, exactly. And um, and the Spurs man couldn't couldn't finish it off. And that's where you think England just can't quite play in those tight spaces. They can't quite create those things. 
and that's my sort of slight concern is that the system and the if you like footballing culture because it'll still take another generation or two and hopefully we will we will get there at some point um they don't quite have that but they have some excellent individuals and that physicality and power but, but that is but those reasons are why i think france are still the best side because france have that ability and they also have the star quality as well but we'll talk about france in a bit but the fact of the matter is it england did come through and that star quality showed i mean kane with that second goal of his the body the way he moves his body it looks effortless it doesn't look like he's an old fashioned centre forward english centre forward who's all arms and elbow and he's really working mm. it looked just so natural and even he said that uh, you know i showed a bit of pace which is not usually me kind of thing but he is deceptively quick across the ground though yeah he's like, acceleration with, with kane the amount of times you watch kane play particularly in in person and you never think of him as a quick player, but he still goes past people. He still glides across the pitch. He eats the ground up. Not in a kind of Harland way. Yes. But because when Harland gets at the top speed, it's like a fucking gazelle. A strong runner rather than a fast yeah, runner. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. the thing I liked about you talked about Italy there, and I understand that they're in a transitional moment at the moment. They've got a new coach. Um, a couple of those midfield players for Italy have got more caps than Bellingham. Oh, Bar- look at Barella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, know, what so, a player, European champion. And then and one of the things that does typify Italy, I feel like, particularly if you take it back to, to the to the Euros final quite canny, quite mm-hmm. physical, yeah, yeah, yeah. quite strong, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that Chiellini and Bonucci and, and stuff have perhaps moved on, but I, what I liked about Kane's goal was it was completely developed from himself. He, he worked the whole thing out on his own, but he also then, he was asked a physical question mm-hmm. when he was, tr- when he was moving through on goal, he kind of nipped, nipped a ball ahead of someone, gets through on goal, and then he's asked a physical question by an Italian player and he just shrugs him off. And then he's still got the presence of mind to coolly finish. That kind of stuff is like gold dust. Yeah. It's absolute gold yeah, yeah, dust yeah, yeah. in a knockout game totally. or a, a particularly key moment in a big match. I, th- I think that's slightly different though because from the moment the initial error is made, um, I, I think Bastoni can't touch him or he's off. I think that's that's the issue. Where you go back to what you were saying about Jude Bellingham and making the most of those moments of possession. When he wins the penalty, for example, mm-hmm. you know when you initially look at it and you think, oh, Di Lorenzo might have got the ball. And then you see the replay and you're like, right, okay, yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah. didn't. Mm. And you can understand why Di Lorenzo thought it was an okay tackle to definitely. make. Yeah, I mean, he was favourite. He was favourite. He was, lot, 100%. A lot, of the, a lot of those times you think, oh, why have you thrown yourself in there? But you didn't think that. Bellingham's just that little bit too quick for him. Yeah. I, and, I, I, and I think I think on the Bellingham thing, just to say my piece on Bellingham very quickly, uh, I think, you know, you realistically, I know he's only 20 years old, but you're realistically looking now. Well, Gianfranco Zola apparently was still getting milk from his mother when he was 20. That's <laughs> what he said on Channel 4, which was a, which was a startling admission. Yeah. Uh, imagine if Bellingham just went, yeah, yeah, me too. Well, but it didn't, didn't Bellingham turn around and he went, you what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do just want to make a couple of points then. One is like a more broad point about where he sits in the pantheon of England players, which is that if you, if you for someone of our age, roughly watching football, you know, you've got a handful of players for England who stand out as being iconic mm-hmm. performers. You, probably, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to miss Gascoigne, a couple. Beckham, Gascoigne, Beckham, probably mm-hmm. Owen, yeah. maybe Gerrard, Lineker, you know, yeah, Rooney. Uh-huh. You know, you you got these kind of players. Bellingham really is is going to very very rapidly take his place there as long as he stays fit. And secondly, the, the reality is the bar is quite low. All he's got to do is win something, yeah, and then and then that's it. You know, he's, he's mm. basically he's basically established already as an England legend if he does that. And that's yeah. a big ask, but he can. And the, and the final thing I would say is just that even in the short amount of time since he's gone to Real Madrid and I've seen him play, I've actually noticed a lot more of a swagger about him. The a lot more of a confidence you saw it last boost. night. He, he, he's, he's a player, and someone said to me once, I forget who it was, ages ago, about how top the really world class legendary players 
they're essentially dominating the entire pitch. Yeah. So you, he always you, had that. The, the, way, well, the way he conducts the crowd and everything, yeah. he's yeah. always had that. Yeah. But it's with a lot more swagger now. Like it's now like you can well, kind of just doing it at Real Madrid. You it? can feel like you feel yeah. like even wherever he is on the pitch, all the other opposition players not, are concerned. He's not phased by anything, and I no. think you know there was at times where he, he, as you say, Andy, he was conducting the crowd, and there was a moment where he went to get the ball in front of the Italy fans, and obviously they were all jeering him and giving him all the signs and whatnot, <laughs> yeah. and he turned round. And looked at them and was just like, "All oh, right, like that is loving it. it, yeah." And 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 he is drawing so much from that. Do you know what it's he's like? He's sucking it all in, going, "Thanks, was, lads. That's a boost. I really." Do could... you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like prime Prince Nassim Hamed and Chris Eubank. <laughs> Lovely reference. He's just soaking up that energy. Like you see him on the pitch afterwards when he he got the interview afterwards, and he, and he just turns around the crowd and goes. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. yeah. I, st- I like, stayed for it, Andy. Marcus I for that. went, yeah, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, because I was squeezing my testicles at the time. Um, Not but, again. I know. It, yeah. was, it was a chilly evening. But Just don't do it so hard. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, go, go hard or go home. Um, but Calvin Phillips. That's what the Italian fan did go home. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't take the... Uh, Stop anyway, it. anyway yeah. you started this. Calvin Phillips uh, said, I want minutes. I want to go to the Euros. <laughs> we will see what happens. He admitted that he was fortunate not to be sent off and uh, Southgate sort of quickly withdrew him after that and brought on um, fan favourite Jordan Henderson. But is, <laughs> would you, I mean, Calvin Phillips, he will he will go. I mean, talk about, oh, should he be there? He will go unless he's injured or he literally does not play another minute. And also, Vish, if he does start, say, 10 games for Manchester City this season, maybe in the league or in the cup and all the rest of it, he will be fresh. Well, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, he but, won't. But I, I think Harry Maguire's situation has told Cam Phillips enough. Yeah. Well, it's told him that basically you're going to the Euros. But you're only as good that. as your last game. And of course, Maguire did start for Manchester United in his last game in the Premier League. That's so. all it takes, is it? Well, I mean, you <laughs> right. know. i tell you what, we'll do a compromise, right? <laughs> you start one game for me, you're in. <laughs> That's the standard. Maguire we was good last night. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think he was all right. I wouldn't say he was Good. I would. I would if it's unbelievable. No, but I'm, I'm not saying he was particularly bad. I mean, there were a couple of times where he could have passed earlier. He. Um, <sighs> if you. If, but if you really want to have this conversation, we can have it. But we don't want to have it. I don't want to have it. Okay. But I with regards to Calvin, uh, can I just say I don't want you to have it? Uh, exactly. Okay. Fine. <laughs> don't think the listeners want us to have it either. But what, what I would say about Phillips is mm-hmm. Maguire's situation has shown him that he's going to go to the Euros. Yeah. And I suppose now. You know, initially those quotes. I when I heard them, I was like, oh wow, okay. You know, potential loan move. No, I think he's just talking realistically, like mm. to be at his best, he needs minutes. Mm. Yeah. Um and I suppose he's gonna get them at the back end because that's generally how things work mm-hmm. in a league season. Also, when you consider the injuries that Man City have had, I feel like they're gonna have to call him a little bit more for preservation alone. Yeah. So there might be that, I suppose. There's Stone... another, there's another, sorry, Fish to cut him, there's another angle on this, which is that it's being reported um, by some outlets this week that um Bayern Munich are interested in Calvin Phillips. Which for is a great move for the whole of Marcus Speller because right, if they yeah. come back in, in January he, for he a gets player, his minutes, we get to keep Israel Polina. Yeah, I'm happy. Is there a, is there anything in that the Bayern Munich thing? Uh, honestly, the defensive midfielders that they're way way down the list now. You know, right. uh, the, the the players they've looked at. I mean, they they will end up going for. Someone quite surprised. You know that. You know who they're looking at as centre half backup at the moment. Oh, Socrates. Oh right. Wow. He's thirty five. So, but could Calvin Phillips be an option for them, even on loan for six months? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, you liking he, that? He, aren't you? I would be. love that. He I could would be. love that. Get him and Socrates in. 
Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I think for, he, he will go to the news, absolutely. Um, someone who else who will go to the news as well is Mark Gay, who came on and looked, thought looked pretty assured, actually, and I thought that was quite Especially encouraging. Especially when he took that pass. Unbelievable. Yeah. What, 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 yeah, what a touch. The Deal with that. The throat pass. That was yeah. like a Roy Keane first day of training. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a great touch, though, and he ultimately ended up with an assist yeah. Yeah. for that for that case. Yeah, and, and Pickford ended up with a completed pass. As soon as he did that, I was I literally said on the sofa, I said to myself, fuck me, deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Also, the um, Pickford obviously tries to do it as a disguised pass, mm. and you know, with that kind of deception, that you need to have a bit of not just confidence but composure as well. And he just twists and leathers it at him. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Was, yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, look, it's it's, it's a great win for England, uh, pleasing for for a number of reasons. It was great for Marcus Rashford to score as well because was yeah. his confidence a bit low? Perhaps I, I don't know. Um, Surprising, what did you, I mean, Fikai Tamori and Eddie Nketi were left out of, of the squad. Nketi, I kind of get. Tamori just seems like a funny situation, doesn't it? I mean, he played against Australia, but I think... What's, what's going on with that? Yeah, I think well, he obviously prefers Duncan Gay as um, as backup to, to Stones and Maguire. Gay, and, you know, Gay, I, I totally get. Dunk, you think, well, OK, maybe a bit more of a replacement for Maguire, if indeed you, you, you wanted that. But Tamori, I, I think Tamori is probably looking forward to when England uh, get a new manager when yeah, Southgate moves on. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. In, 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 but that, in, I, mean, I guess international football is littered with that type of stuff, right? If you you've got a player that just isn't being fancied or yeah. there's other players in that position. Uh, so we've talked about this before, haven't we? We've talked about how like if Lincoln truly want to be a big nation in, in, in international football again, they need to understand that you can't just shoehorn every mm. single good player that comes yeah. along in because that's a really small club mentality, small uh-huh. team mentality. I mean, again, like what people were talking about, say Ward Prowse, I think Southgate likes to have a very mobile, very energetic, industrious midfield who are going to play in those positions. And Phillips, I would say even Henderson over the, over the years, what he's done, you know, they're, they're more like that than say someone like Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse provides a lot with in terms of set pieces and so on. But I think even though he's got, I think eleven caps for for England, and I would have thought all of them were were under Southgate. I I, I think he'll take think, an injury or two. I, I think Rice and Phillips at the base of the field is a non-negotiable. Yeah. So I, that's that's. Yeah, I, I would and, agree. And Henderson is the backup to. I, I yeah. would agree. I would agree. But I think the X fact of that conversation around Ward Prowse specifically mm-hmm. is, I think, two pronged. One is that. That's all well and good, but he's picked Ward Prowse before when he's been in nowhere near as good a form as he is now. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he's a different option that in a tournament might provide you with something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if, yeah, you, if, yeah, you, if exactly. you are if you are coming up against it and you're having one of those games where you're like it's just not our day today, mm-hmm. and you need to try something different. You need to push for a set piece. You need to get a corner or a free kick or whatever. Last twenty minutes when the chips are down, he's a a much more different option because yeah. for all you say about Rice and Phillips fish, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They're not really providing anything other than the. But he wants industry in there, which is yeah. why Conor Gallagher's in there as well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's another. And, but but you would feel I I agree I think I think Ward Press might be worth another look, but there we are. Also, now that they've qualified ahead of time, they've you know there is a bit more. So there's basically another round of fixtures to yeah. to work this all out. And Gareth so. Southgate is always very keen on experimenting. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah, you want to go back to Sven, do you? Yeah, <laughs> you eight, do. Eight, always, changes at, eight, eight changes at half time. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, gentlemen, before we go for uh, a break, uh, former England man Gary Neville um, uh, has uh, got himself a new role uh, on Dragons Den, no less. The BBC released a first look into the new season of Dragons Den yesterday. And Gary Neville will be a guest dragon. 
According to Deborah Mead and Gary Neville, was utterly brilliant and owned the chair. He brought his own chair in. <laughs> oh, did he think there. that's what? Did, did he sit down? And, oh, this is lovely. I'll take it. Yeah. Imagine if he sat down and they just went. So, um, did you enjoy your time into Miami? And he's like, Oh, I've got but the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil Neville's not got enough money to be a dragon, has he? Phil Neville, I don't. You need to project because if you think about where they're sitting and where the warehouse, the the, 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 yeah. the would yeah. you be sort of entrepreneurs, I suppose? Yeah, I guess, the, yeah, yeah. Those who want the, the dragons to invest in their business, they're, they're too far away and they just wouldn't hear Phil. And Phil Neville's got the energy of a bloke who's regularly calling his brother up asking to borrow a tenner, isn't he? Yeah. Well, the, guy, the, guy, <laughs> the guy walks, he's like, can I get 110% of your business? I, I don't think that's possible, Phil. Can, can you lend me some money just, just until payday? I like this kind of work. <laughs> How much are you going to give me for investing? Again, Phil, you've sort of misunderstood what Sorry, this is. Sorry, what was the pitch again? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of um, entrepreneurs and people with money in the game, did you see QPR owner Tony Fernandez sharing a photo of himself receiving a topless massage during a business meeting on LinkedIn? I did Absolutely see it. Absolutely stunning I stuff. I did see it. I wish I didn't. It, that can't be appropriate. And, and the thing was, so he sat. So, so people, odd. So people who haven't seen Take it. this out. It's so odd. He's sitting there. Top off in a meeting room. In a meeting room mm. with a laptop on him. Yeah. With a woman giving him a massage. Laptop in front of him. It's on him, though. <laughs> the camera's on him, is what I mean. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, in the uh, in the um, write up that he's put himself, presumably. Yeah. He's put so um so grateful that the culture of this company allows me to do this. It's your company. Yeah. It's your company. Yeah. Uh, what a non-toxic culture that is. You walk in completely butt, butt naked into your own office, swinging a towel around your head, and go to her. I'm so pleased the culture lets me. I do love this. the fact that you let me do this. Look at you looking at me nude. I love that. I think that's great. I don't think you should be doing it. No, exactly. Yeah. But we do it at the ramble though regularly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm the one that gives the massages. <laughs> Go on, Vish, you were going to say something. No, I don't need to say you, You're anymore. desperate for me to press the brake button. I think you? it's unfair of you to expect Vish to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. It makes me laugh. This <laughs> 20 years old, I was still drinking the milk for my mom. <laughs> this guy is so... It's so huge. No, I'm very impressed. Welcome back to the Football Ravel, everybody. Does Jules not realise that's a joke? At 20, really? Yeah. I think it's like think he's, he's still too small, extreme. Do you think because he's still small enough to be cradled and breastfed <laughs> that there's a chance Maybe. that Zola at the age of 20 was still... I mean, it always recalls uh, Joaquin, doesn't it? The fact that he was yeah. breastfed at half-time during games when he was like seven. I mean, I, you said this to me before. It's mm. just, it's baffling. Isn't he still one of your favourite players, uh, Andy? He's still very quick and he's 41 <laughs> years old. <laughs> why, That's the why, secret. Why, why did you say that as if you should be ashamed of yourself? Yeah. Is he still your favourite player after <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's an odd Do you thing. Still respect way, it? Do you respect Joaquin? <laughs> Speaking of people turning up to work in the nude, that photo of him with the, uh, was it the Copa del Rey? Yeah, and he reprised it, didn't he, when they won the Copa del Rey again, like nearly 20 years later. Well, how about that? He got his old Betis out. Oh dear. France 4, Scotland 1. Uh, Billy Gilmore scored his first Scotland goal. They took the lead. gift as well, wasn't it? Mate, I'll tell you what, the genius what of... What a pass. The, what a 1-2 with Camavinga. Yeah, yeah. They'll, be, they'll be used to that. They were waiting for that in midfield when <laughs> Belling was pushed aside for that Billy was like, Gilmore. Did he sort of, like, I don't know, he sort of morphed into like a France kit or something. He's like, thanks very much. The way the French players reacted after Superhero stuff. at each other like... Is he definitely allowed to do that? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Can he must not? be offside. Must be offside. Yeah. The, the, um, the, score that, you're offside, mate. Oh, yeah. One of the most convenient things, though, is that, like, and, and football often has these moments, they're one of the best teams in the world, and mm. Camavinga plays that pass with such assurance yes. that no one really turns around, and when mm. they do, they double-take, they look, and they're no, like, oh, okay, this is one happen. of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Like, oh, God, no, he's outside. It's <laughs> so good. Lovely finish as well. Yeah, the yes, solo is so good. Absolutely la- the, you could not do a more dictionary definition mm. grabbing of an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Just rifled it in. It was almost like... Um, like he was giving two fingers to Camavinga as he as he yeah. as he lashed it in. Look how hard I can kick it. Yeah, thanks very much, dickhead. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was a lovely one. But it was short lived, of course, because um, Pavard scored. Um, oh, they, he, he, yeah. he got a fairly quick double, Andy. That's not uh, first the usual, double, is it? First double head of a France since Zizou in the '98 World Cup final. Lovely stat. First, mm. was it? Is it the first double for a French fullback since uh, Lillian Turam in that same tournament? And does that still mm. count when he's playing at centre half? Oh, ah, true. I was playing back, and that was in the semi final, wasn't it? I think it was the semi final to Rams called those two. He, he did, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, thing, yeah. the thing is, Pavard is an uncommonly good finisher for a defender. Mm. Oh, he did like everything. That, um, that half volley. That oh, he, that was amazing. Yeah. That was like a work of art. The top, five, work yeah. of top corner, even. Yeah. Um, it was almost like the way France channeled this. Because you guys mentioned, I think it was on Monday's show, that you thought that France had probably handpicked Scotland as, a, as, a, as, a, uh, as an opponent. <laughs> here. Jim mentioned that. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and well, the, they did, apparently. Well, I'm sure they did. I'm yeah. sure they, and, and the way that France reacted to that mistake they made was mm-hmm. pretty ruthless. I mean, oh. it was pretty like, this 
is now what we're capable w- w- of. Which is why when, when I get excited about England and then you see France, you're like, oh yeah, they're still there, aren't they? We need Switzerland to do us a solid again, like they did at the Euros. Yes. But this time we need to capitalise on yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely we definitely <laughs> need a situation where the favourite for the Euros next year, assuming it isn't England, um, get knocked out in a surprising mm. knockout game. Yeah. On, potentially on penalties. Yeah, And Switzerland will be great for that. Nil-nil, thanks very much. Yep. 4-1 on penalties, great. Yeah. Look, Croatia did Argentina a solid at the World Cup. They did? Did mm. they not? You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, although, again, I'm already speaking as if England are in the latter stages. So, up yours, everybody. But the great thing for Scotland is they haven't got to worry about this, right? They don't. No. They're, they're, they're demob happy. Well, I mean, you know? you know, people can say, oh, 4-1, they were impressive. Scotland did make eight, cha- eight, eight changes from the team that lost yeah. to Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, Scotland's second string, Andy. Yeah. And also, the while Camavinga did provide the assist, the actual move itself from Scotland was pretty good. It was. You know, leading up to that chance. Well, they, 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 they twisted him up so much that they thought, don't worry, lads, he's going to set us up. Yeah, they're all dizzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of twisting people up, I um, the, Mbappe is set up with a second goal where the entire Scotland defence was like, don't show him in his right foot, don't show him in his left foot, don't show him in his left foot. Get the ball off him. They should have watched um, Newcastle against PSG for how to deal with older Killian. shouldn't they? Yeah, they should Very have Very quiet that. night in the office he had then. Very quiet, yeah. But I mean, you know, that's... Do they have a player like um, Sean Longstaff? Probably not. Mm. No. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing is... With Could him... he get an England call-up, Andy? There's, been, there's a few little murmurs. <laughs> Some of the questions you have to deal with at the, off the bat from Marcus. No, <laughs> yeah. no preparation. After we've done a massive list of England midfielders, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say no. Okay. Although, although he, he has been excellent for Newcastle. There's, there's, there's and no he just suddenly that. remembered that he lives in Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I was doing what time's my train? They won't remember. <laughs> It would be a bit of a heel turn from Southgate, wouldn't it, to go sit down with Declan Rice before the tournament and go, look, you've been fantastic for mm. me. But it's a little yeah. feather but I want you to Have you been DSG? Have you been DSG? Yeah. I, I think, Big I Dan Burnett left back, Andy, what yeah. I'm saying. Look, I've been talking yeah, to I'm Jordan. I've, I've been talking to Jordan, Jordan Henderson, and it turns out they do average history in football, actually. So I'm just going to I definitely pay to listen to a poaching episode of Marcus oh. just firing player names at Andy. What do you think about him? What do you think about him? <laughs> that does remind me of um, Tim Vickery used to do a column on the BBC, he might still do actually, about um, Brazilian football and, mm. you know, really, really interesting stuff. Um, giving you the lay of the land and, you know, a bit more about the culture of the place as well. And the comments will be full of people asking him if the Brazilian striker on Football Manager was any good. Yeah. Yeah. What's Kerrison like? Is Alan Kardec really that good? Yeah, yeah, Poor yeah. bloke. Yeah. He's the best striker ever named after a French spiritualist. There we go. I think it's, I think it's fair to say. Speaking of French spiritualists, though, oh, yeah. speaking of the... Ramon Dominic's last the, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Newcastle PSG game, as you were before, I think France are a little bit unlucky, though. You're talking about how brilliant Mbappe was, not just with the penalty, but with the set-up for the second Pavard goal. In a normal situation, they don't play him in this. But really, PSG are relying on France and I guess Mbappe is relying on France to get him fitter because he missed three weeks of pre-season. So normally, mm. he doesn't play these two consecutive in- international games, especially when they qualify in the first one and the second one's a friendly, but he's trying to get himself into nick at the moment, so unfortunate. Um, Andy, you would have France as favourites for the Euros next summer, would you not? Yeah, but not massive favourites. I, d- I, don't, I don't think... They're by far and away the, the the best team in it. So who have you got there? So we've spoken about France, we've spoken about England. Um, Portugal were mentioned, you know, because they have some handy players. And you think about them in the World Cup, you know, I mean, they put the aforementioned Switzerland to the sword and then were beaten by Morocco, who had a phenomenal tournament. You but think dare so? I say it, they've got a much better coach now. 
And I know people will have their views on Roberto Martinez. No, I totally agree with you. He's, he's, he's done great. And whereas Fernando Santos has got another job and been sacked from it. <laughs> <laughs> since, yeah, since but I, it's so funny with Fernando Santos. He won them the Euros and the UEFA Nations League. So two out of the three major trophies he's won for Portugal. Yeah. And yet he's still... And he, he, won't be, he, he won't be doing it for Poland. No one would ever buy him a drink in Portugal. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a fascinating thing. I, I, I don't think that's quite fair. I think people appreciate what he did, but okay. he, just, he just stayed around for way too long. Stayed and too the, long at the fair. The thing is, when he's got that very pained look on his face, on the touchline... That's line, just his look. You do, you do imagine that when he's been fired by Poland, you thought, oh, at least I can go outdoors and smoke now. <laughs> so he looks like he smokes about 120 fags a day. At least. And yeah. has done for 40 years. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. um, so... so to talk about, I mean, are there any other? Obviously, Spain. You know, I think not, Portugal are in the mix. Yeah, okay. With 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 Germany, I, I think they're a bit far off it. Spain, I think, are a little bit off it. As, but Germany, as, as well. you can just see them, and we're going to talk about them in a, in a moment. But you could just see them as host nation with a you know decent manager now. All the rest of it, you know, coming. But that's that's it. not the evidence of your eyes. That's that's the weight of history. But you had, you well, had a good chat about that on OTC last week, where you talked about the idea that Nagelsmann's got a lot of kind of interesting ideas as a coach mm-hmm. and very little time to implement them mm. and very little time in terms of calendar time but also time with the players and also so it's good they went on a jolly to the States isn't it? Well, that, well there's that but also you know, the point that was made which really stru- struck home with me on that episode was that you know Nagelsmann was bombed out of Bayern Munich because a lot of the players just weren't having it I just thought, uh, that, that's, that's something that Bayern have talked up retrospectively. Right, okay. It gets on well with most of them still. Well, you okay. wouldn't be Germany manager if that was the case, would exactly. you? Exactly. That's yeah. what I, my point, because it seemed like a bit of a disconnect. Maybe they got on too well. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe, that's Maybe they all started skateboarding well, to training. <laughs> well, we, we, we will talk about Germany in just a moment, but Ireland are in an extraordinary position because they effectively they need to, to lose to the Netherlands next month in order to have a chance of still qualifying this, for Germany. So, and you've yeah. heard me right there. Yeah. And this it is, is within their interest to lose that game. Because if Netherlands fail to qualify, they would take one of the Nation League playoff spots mm-hmm. and Ireland would miss out. And this is something that we talked about, I think, briefly when the Nation League was first talked about. And, and we actually, I think we got Andy in to explain to us how it actually worked. Mm. And it was mentioned that they could become at some point, not very often, but they could become a massive conflict of interest around the integrity of the games. And obviously, well, it is. It's there. But because I, I do enjoy you discussing the fact that Republic of Ireland are going to have to try to lose to the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was yeah. about to say, they, they, they shouldn't have come out with this. because No one will notice. But imagine if it was against a team who was you know, arguably... San Marino. Slightly worse than them, but had a really good run. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, it's not likely, yeah. But, it's, but, but, no, but it, you make a fair point. Because both both tournaments are administered by UEFA, mm. you can argue about how what the, how, you know, how legitimate the conflict of interest is, I suppose. But actually, it's a real problem. For, there's a there's a glitch in this, and and you know, the, and particularly fans who are planning to go, for example. Totally, yeah. It's 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 a ridiculous situation, and with the complications of the UEFA Nations League and the qualifying and and, and whatnot, you know, there was bound to be some sort of weird little. I don't know, freak loophole or something. And here it is. The more and complicated are, you make something, the more complicated it gets. Indeed. Yeah. And they are going to have to do yeah. something about that because you cannot, in, in, in sports, have a situation where one team thinks, yeah, we, it's beneficial for us to lose well, this. Well, like the World Cup thing where they, the, the two teams played out a draw and they had to change the whole thing yeah. um, to make sure the final group games were played at the same time. Mm. Um, you don't want to see more of that. Yeah, no, you don't. But I mean, but at least with that though, there is an element of we need to play in a certain way to not lose if you see what I mean mm. you know but both I, teams were in that position so of course look, and, and I know it was it was it, you know we, we agree that, that that's not good but this just ah mm. I, 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 I mean the, the remarkable thing for me is that Ireland still have a chance to qualify I think, <laughs> I think we, we said the other way oh, it's a shame that they've buggered it up and all that but 
Mm. Well, I mean, the way they've played, I mean, if they do go through the Nations League... It'll be a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've got six points from seven games. Yeah, still in, in, it. In, in, a, in a group that... Oh, wait, I mean, and, all, oh wait, and all they've got to do is make sure that they keep those six points <laughs> and don't add to them. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. I, I still find it hilarious that uh, all the nations, all the, the, the British and Irish nations said for 2028, now we, 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 we're not going to take any free spots. Yeah. I, just, I would just love it if one of them... If like I don't know, it let's, be England. Let's pick one at random. Let's yeah. say Northern Ireland just went. Uh, everyone leaves the room. Sorry, um, we'll, we'll take one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got five spare, there we'll have one of them. Yeah, exactly. well, it's like for the 2030 World Cup. Everyone's going. Yes, all of us will have a free spot. Yeah, right. You Paraguay, Argentina, yeah, yeah. Uruguay, all them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, Northern Ireland though, they lost one 0 at home to Slovenia. Ended the night with ten men. Of course, yeah. It's 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 not been a it's happy time for them. It's a beautiful free kick. Yeah, Slovenia gorgeous. And yeah, the, the reality is, Slovenia have got much better players than them. Slovenia are having a lovely old time, Andy. Yeah, it's it's quite remarkable. They're top of the group. I mean, they are in a group with Denmark, you know, so that does help. But they are they're, they're equal on points. But Slovenia, they they're on their way. Really, there's some quite eccentric refereeing in that. Right? <laughs> That's a very nice way of putting yeah, it. Very diplomatic, quite, Andy. There's some quite eccentric refereeing everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was worried that the referee's surname was Turpin last night. So <laughs> who's he going to rob? Um, but yeah, so elsewhere in in Slovenia's group, San Marino. San Marino scored their first goal in 12 UEFA matches and it was against Denmark and it was a meaningful one. It was a bloody equaliser. Shout, oi, shout and out. they went mad. Shout and they out. had every right to go mad. <laughs> shout out to the Never Any Joy Brigade. They <laughs> <laughs> changed their name this morning. That's a bit of joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they lost though. They did lose. Which but, is... but the goal was an amazing oh, goal man. because it was Alessandro Golanucci. <laughs> I mean, the running order here said he scored the 60th minute. He did score. It was yeah. on target. Yeah. Took a massive deflection off Simon. Was it Simon Kier? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... It was like, and I understand oh, why I'm not patronising them. I totally get it, and I'm on board with it. It was like they won the World Cup. It was. It, it was, was like super. a fifty man pile on. It was. It was. It, I love a pile on. An equaliser in the sixtieth minute. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it was like Maradona scoring in a key game for Napoli. Wasn't yeah, it? where all the ball boys get involved yeah. and all the subs and everything. The other weird thing about it was, um, well, it made me think that that is that is such a historic moment to be part of. Every time San Marino score a goal. You'd be tempted to David Nugent it, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, or, or there must be like an unri- unwritten rule that like, look, this it means so much just to score a goal for San Marino that you can't do that. You simply cannot, you know, steal a goal. If it's going in, you have to shepherd it in. Yeah. <laughs> I would just nick it. I would just nick it. There was no chance to do that in that goal, though. Yeah. I mean, he basically just ricocheted off the defender. Casper Schmeichel it's... took it well anyway. Oh, my goodness, oh, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. He, was, he was heard sort of shouting at the ball boys. and stuff. I mean, that is like, I, look, I know Denmark won the game in the end and they are still on course for qualifying, but flipping Nora. So, you know, you know there's an issue for them scoring during the, during, during the World Cup, for example. Oh, they were but, dreadful during the World Cup. But, but the, the, the Schmeichel thing reminded me of uh, one of uh, Kevin De Bruyne's earliest, greatest hits, where he, he, got oh, yeah. him, he got a massive fine when he was playing for Wolfsburg, when mm. they were away at Eintracht Frankfurt, and he thought the ball boy didn't, didn't give the ball back quickly enough, and the mic caught him saying, just give me the ball, motherfucker! All oh, right, so it's like it's fourteen. And you old. guys didn't even you you cowards didn't mention anything about Aiden Hazard and his tribute your tribute to his retirement. <laughs> the old Swansea yeah, ball boy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some got... some really haven't won a game since two thousand four. Yeah, just getting on for twenty years now. Uh-huh. So that tells you how much of a big deal it is. Oh man, it was so good. Do, se- game. do seek that out, by the way. And as you say, it was such a scrappy one. That it, was, yeah. it was delightful. Also, the audio on the clip, it's like they haven't se- they've forgotten how to celebrate. They're like. <laughs> Huh? Everyone's just running in all directions. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a kid seeing a playground for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
beautiful. Bloody the, the, beautiful. The crowd are simply stunned. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. They are simply stunned. Indeed, they are, Andy. Uh, gentlemen, um, we mentioned Germany earlier. Well, we're going to talk about them now, because unlike the British and Irish nations for 2028, Germany did choose to qualify automatically for the Euros as the host nations, uh, as the host nation, because they're cowards, quite frankly. Um, they uh, therefore spent this international break on a tour of the US of America. Julian Nagelsmann won his first game in charge against the US, three-one. Uh, which is one in the eye for Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, the Ramble <laughs> listeners uh, were quick to point out to us that Nagelsmann was wearing quite a fetching shacket. He was. Mm. It's, it's like as if he's called up his stylist and go, what do people wear in the United States when yeah. they want to blend in? Mm. I've told you before, he looks like someone's tried to recreate Tony Adams from memory. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Adams is more eccentric than him, I think. Yeah, maybe the, the person trying to recreate him from memory was downplaying his eccentricity. But Adams is a bit older, so I suppose yeah. there's, he's got that older, eccentric style. No, whereas, actually, actually yeah. Nagelsmann's still trying to be trendy. But Nagelsmann goes into a, it looks like he goes into a menswear shop mm, mm. and he sees a mannequin in the window yeah. and he goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put all of that on me. Yes, whereas Tony Adams will walk into some sort of private members club, see the sort of the weirdest bloke in there and go, <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get that clobber? <laughs> yeah, another thing, Nagelsmann has a conviction of what he wears. Like, you could walk up to him and be like, are you wearing that? And he's like, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. No, it's wearing him though, isn't it? Always. Mm. No, but yeah, wearing I him. know what you mean but you'd say, you'd say like, oh, I'm surprised you're wearing that. And he's like, why? And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. It looks good. And he wouldn't wear it again. <laughs> he's, he's, cool, he's cool about it, isn't he? I mean, he, he spoke quite openly about the fact that he would wear makeup on, on, the, on the touchline because, you know, it's HD now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Although I don't think he's cool Fair about off. it because when he started, or maybe maybe he's developed a thicker skin now because when he started and people started commenting on it, I can't remember what it was, but the next game in the Champions League, he was like very, very plain. Mm. Whereas as opposed to, I think it was just before that time, it was before he'd been appointed as Bayern manager and he started turning up to lots of their games wearing a big red coat. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> and then he also bought a house in like Munich as well. Like obnoxiously bought a big he's, house. He's like in Munich. building one. Yeah, he's building one there. Before he got the job at Bayern Munich though, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's quite baller actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, probably, he's probably got an amazing walking closet as well. <laughs> Can I say also that um, they, they drew to him against Mexico as well, Germany. They did. In, in the, in, uh, when they've been over stateside. And, but what, one thing I would credit um, uh, Julian Nagelsmann with is just being the shepherd of, of the late stages of Pascal Gross's career. Mm. He's now made three, I think, three appearances for Germany at the mm. age of 32, made his debut this calendar year. Yeah. And that is a great story. It is. I mean, the, th- the thing is, it's quite an interesting discussion in Germany at the moment because for that USA game, Gross played in Kimmich's position in midfield next to Ilkay Gundogan. And it's remarkable. I suppose, like, if you're a Brighton fan, like, life, football life is a series of remarkable occurrences at the moment. Yeah. But, like, everyone in Germany has been saying, well, maybe we should start Gross instead of Kimmich in the Euros. And he was left fielding these questions after the game. And he's like, well, I've got three caps and he's got 77. Yeah. So I'm not really sure this is a discussion. But genuinely, they look loads better with him in the centre. Oh. He's fantastic. And Nagelsmann talking him up afterwards absolutely loves him. By Great. The way. And I think it's the most German thing ever, Marcus, isn't it? For Pascal Gross, having never really got a look at in the German national team, yeah. to make his debut at the age of 32, swan into the team, yeah. uh, win the Euros next year, come back to the Premier League. It's not that difficult. It's not that what difficult. What are you worried about? I, that, <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Probably score the winner against England in the semi or something, it, wouldn't it? It's going to happen, yeah. yeah. But of course, if we're talking about Germany and we're talking about the US, we've got to mention Jurgen Klinsmann, have we not? 
Absolutely. We should Absolutely. always mention him at all yeah. times. His gap year keeps getting better and better. He earned his first home win um, as uh, coach of South, uh, South America, I need to say. That was quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah. South Korea. Oh, imagine the egos. <laughs> right, you're the coach of the entirety of South America. Who are you picking? I don't want the job. I don't want it. Uh, but yeah, South Korea won 4-0 in a friendly against Tunisia. Lovely old job. He then followed that up with a 6-0 win over Vietnam last oh, night. It's low-hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit hey, yeah. But it's still fruit, though. Yeah. Was he there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> must have been. Yeah. You don't get that kind of result over yeah. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, you're going to say something. You're going to give him credit? You're going to applaud the great man? Yeah, you... that's exactly what I was going to do. Andy, yeah. on the scale yeah. of 1 to 10, how much of a preposterous <laughs> character do you still think Klinsman is? It's 11. It's right up there. 11. It's right yeah. up 11. There. I don't know. Are you just jealous because he's in America and you're not? <laughs> Sorry, I just kicked I, you. <laughs> I also like the fact that Klinsman presumably took the decision to play Son for the full 90 minutes. Yeah, he missed the game against Tunisia, but yeah, he did play against um, Vietnam for the so whole thing. a good, important game, that. Absolutely. <laughs> Despite calls from Tottenham for him to be rested due to an ongoing injury, um, he was seen limping at half-time. Yeah. But he still played on. And yeah. that's that kind of spirit that you just cannot buy I think, in I th football. The nature of Spurs fans means that they are currently, whether they want to admit it or not, just going in their own mind over and over all the things that can go wrong between now and the end of the season yeah. and Son getting badly injured is probably in there indeed yeah, also yeah. do you reckon Son was thinking about coming off and Clint said look if you're not if you're There's not going to give, if you're not gonna give your all for this team <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say to you you're not, you're the least you can do is turn up yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. and that is true they told me that As they said that was the least I could do <laughs> At least he scored in the game, though. Yeah. That would be a sickener, wouldn't it? If you yeah. play Vietnam, you win 60 and it's like, oh, I didn't even add to my tally. Imagine if Son went back to Spurs with a, a season-ending cruciate ligament injury. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but I did score. Yeah. <laughs> Stretching for that fifth. Yeah. I've, I've, I've ruptured my interior cruciate ligament, but it was worth it because I did score. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't play Anyway, against... see you in July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just sit out the Man City game or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dearie me. Um, we mentioned, or I foolishly mentioned South America um, there, chap. So I'd like just to kind of end with some South American stuff. Brazil lost to Uruguay. I did wonder where that was going. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a plan for the rest of my day. <laughs> I've been on nights up with Pete when he says I'd like to end with some South American stuff. And it's not quite gone like that. Oh dear, the naivety of me, Andy. Yeah, um, yeah Brazil, they were beaten by Uruguay for the so first say time. Say it properly, they were beaten by Bielsa. Bielsa. Yeah. First time since 2001. Considering Uruguay's pedigree in, say, the Copa America in particular... Um, but yeah, Brazil uh, didn't have a great time. I mean, they drew at home with Venezuela uh, in the in qualifying. I mean, they're still third, of course, but Argentina are the pace setters. But yeah, great win for Uruguay. Obviously, Darwin Nunes on the score sheet once again. So it's all to play for. But lovely to see Venezuela up in fourth. Going back to the uh, Uruguay thing, it is a really interesting situation. And we touched on it before with Bielsa at Uruguay because there was a feeling that when he was at Chile, they didn't quite have the belief Yes. But Uruguay definitely do. Uruguay have got this kind of arrogant swagger about them, you know, mm. thinking themselves as like the kind of the original South American football team and winning yep. all these trophies back in the day and stuff like that. That is a really interesting combination because whatever you say about Bielsa, and I know every single virgin on the internet that likes football thinks he's the greatest coach of all time. He doesn't actually win that much. Mm. If he could get if he could get like a trophy he's, he's for about, Uruguay. He's about developing players. Exactly. And if he could That's get a trophy of that kind of level yeah. on his CV, wouldn't that just be incredible? It I, would I, be. I think I think the main thing is he's got to really marshal dumping Suarez and Cavani. 
which yeah. is really like which he'll really, do in about really ten minutes, probably. Yeah, which he'll do in ten minutes in the same meeting with both of them and not make eye contact with either one Definitely of them. No yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, that's enough. See you later. He's like a man on the London Underground. Yeah, he is <laughs> always plastic bag as well. <laughs> yeah. He did win the Summer Olympics with Argentina, by the way. Okay. Bielsa. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's amazing. Well done for looking that up. Thank you. But um, <laughs> which I, don't, which... I don't think it goes against anything I've said. No, it, it doesn't. Which event would he do to not embarrass himself? What do you Just mean? extending <laughs> from, <laughs> our, from our Patreon talk. Oh, Bielsa's definitely a archer. I don't oh, know. I he's, got, he's got good legs because he squats all the time. True. I find it remarkable a man of his age can squat for that long. Yeah. yeah. On the knee, the pressure on the knees. He's quite a big guy as well. The pressure on the knees must be incredible. He is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, he's probably worked out that's less hazardous than sitting on the esky after he sat on the coffee that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Very true. Well, look, it was Brazil's um, first loss of, in a World Cup qualifier uh, since 2015. Mm. 37 games unbeaten they were. Yeah. And along comes Bielsa. Yeah, it's always the teams you least expect, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it, 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 it <laughs> to win that many games. <laughs> it absolutely is. So there we are, everybody. What a way to finish uh, the Football Ramble. Uh, thank you very much for listening, of course. The Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Uh, Patreon subscribers, don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. If you're not signed up yet, get yourself over to the Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes. Do remember, everybody, that you can now access and download all of our ad-free shows and bonus Patreon content on Spotify and every other major podcast provider, so there is absolutely no excuse not to sign up now. Do follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. There we are. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you, Vidujan Andaraja. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Grazie mille. And thank you, England. See you soon, everybody. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.